You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm writer, filmmaker, and book devourer Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, actress, filmmaker, and e-reader. This episode, we're talking about the best bookish apps and interviewing Karen Kenninger from the National Library Service. And we're trying to be on our best behavior because they're very professional and we were very excited that they were willing to talk to us. But first... What are you reading, Bria? Ooh, I'm reading... The new Jennifer Egan, Ooh, Manhattan Beach. I've heard that's amazing. I was on the beach last week, and I ah. thought, I hope I can get Manhattan Beach in time, and I did. It actually, I tried. I went into the library. I tried to get it a few weeks ago, and I, it came. I was very surprised it came on time because there was a huge wait when it first came yeah, out. Yeah, it's a big I don't know buzzy. If you tried to get, it's a big buzzy book. I don't know if you tried to get that book, but it was like literally I first tried to get it and it was like it is going to be more than two months. And I was like, I'm not. I can't. I can't wait that long. But it's great. It's um, it's a thriller-ish mystery book set in during World War II. And it's about a woman. And I'm only – I'm about halfway done, but she is – She's a working woman, but she's young, and she is you do li- like is she on a journey? Bria? She's on a journey, and she and but there's a mysterious man who her father used to work for who owns a club, and it's the '40s, and she's like learning to be a diver. It's like really fascinating. It's very it's very well written. It's very Jennifer Egan. Like it's just so beautifully written. I I couldn't ask for anything better. What are you reading, Mallory? Well, uh, okay, so I have a story that goes with this book. Okay. So I tried to read this book last year. And, you know, I'm a member of the Book of the Month Club. Yes. And oh, I know this because it's been on my wish list at the library, but I haven't ever pulled the trigger. Well. I'm looking at it It right had now. also been on my wish list, but when the package from Book of the Month came, somebody stole it. Oh, that's right. Remember how mad I was? Stolen. Yeah, that's right. So I finally rebought it, even though it took me a few months for my anger to go to simmer down. So whoever you are, if you're listening to the show... I hope you're not listening to the show because that would be, <laughs> that would be really scary. screwed up if you were had stolen from me. I hope you I hope you didn't enjoy this book, person. I actually I actually hope you fell into a manhole. Um, but it's called The Beast of Extraordinary Circumstance by Ruth Emmy Lang, and it's a debut novel, and it's sort of like magical realism. I ju- just started it, and but it's about uh, the life of this guy named Waylon Gray, and he like he wh- ever since he was born, like whenever wherever he is, magical things happen. Ugh, I wish that was my life. Right. Well. Yeah, so the, he but he's got some magical problems, Bria. <laughs> oh, maybe I don't wish. <laughs> uh, but it's told, but it's not it's not told from his point of view. It's to- told from the point of view of all the people in like around him that have to deal with these magical circumstances. And the writing is really, really beautiful. Uh, I'm really excited to read it, and I'm just really excited they finally have this book. And I'm never gonna let it go. And again, book thief out there, I I curse you in your you know ten generations from now. <laughs> Uh, Ma- magical problems is like hashtag magical problems. The best kind of problems to have, right? I don't like, know, oh, too I many guess. elves. Like, <laughs> too many elves. Like, oh, oh no, there's a dragon Ma- moved in next like door. The, I feel like magical problems is you walk into a kitchen and then ki- there's like pots and pans flying around <laughs> cooking themselves and they keep running into each other. Like, that's a magical problem. <laughs> or like you're being chased by a dragon. Well, that would be terrible. See, but that's why it could, magical problems can go either way. But then dragons would exist, which would be cooler. Yeah, I think that's really the thing. I, I'd, I'd rather deal with magical problems and non-magical problems <laughs> like i'd rather deal with dragons than taxes yeah for sure well we say that now that's true so we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback lena writes in it's likely you've already heard we we haven't 
Thank you for writing us in, Lena. But I thought about you too when I heard about the Staunch Book Prize. It's a new book prize that honors thrillers where no woman is beaten, stalked, sexually exploited, raped, or murdered. How great is that? I will definitely be checking out the winners when they're announced in November, and so will we. Oh, and it's thrillers specifically. Yeah. How cool is that? Interesting. I haven't heard about that. That's Because I've actually had moments like that where like, "Mm, I really want to read a thriller right now, but I don't know how much rape or murder I can deal with at the moment. (laughs) That's amazing. It's a lot. That's awesome. Lauren writes in and says, I wanted to drop a quick note and say, while highlighting is still awkward in general on an e-reader, at least on, on the paperweight, we talked about this a few episodes ago. You can at least highlight things going across two pages by making the text smaller. Uh, Mallory sent this to me, by the way, and I was amazed at this idea. Because you can make the text smaller and then you can highlight across two pages instead of dealing with the highlight to the end of the page, then turn the page, and then you have two separate highlights. Sorry, I'm getting back to what Lauren says. Lauren says, I have amliopia, and the quality of my eyesight varies day by day. And one reason I'm a huge e-reader fan is because it's so easy to change the text size. Some days I'm on a normal text size, and some days I'm on the size that has 16 words a page. But this is important because you can, you change the text size, it will rearrange the pages as well, and you can hopefully find a size that has a whole chunk you want to highlight together. Pretty cool. That is really awesome. Thank you for writing in, Lauren. That was, uh, it's an issue for a lot of e-readers. Yeah. Uh, and May writes in, your comments on books as a sort of fashion statement reminded me about a bookish fact. In my Japanese literature on film class, my professor mentioned that while Norwegian Wood by Haruhi Murakami was very popular and relatively new, young women would wear colors to match which volume they were currently reading. What? It was originally pub- published in two volumes, one with a green cover with red text, the other red with green text. The book was incredibly buzzy, especially with college students, and women incorporated their engagement with the book into their clothing. I thought this was a fun fact to share. It's not using the book itself as a fashion, but it signaled what women were reading and, and they likely wanted to talk about it. That's cool as that's hell. That's a really good, cool, that's a good book fashion. We should try to do this. We should try to pick a book and coordinate an outfit. Except for me, I would just have to pick a black book. Yeah, because you only own black clothes. I only wear black. Yeah, well, you're reading a book with a black cover right now, so that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I match. I always match. So you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. And as always, we want to thank Danielle, who runs our Facebook group, and Chrissy and Rachel, who moderate our Goodreads page. And remember that if you want to support Reading Glasses and show off your love of reading, you can buy Reading Glasses tote bags and bookmarks in the Max Fun Store. Link in the show notes. And before we talk about bookish apps, we're going to take a quick break. In a world dominated by dude bro movie podcasts a world where casey affleck has an oscar and angela bassett does not only one podcast is brave enough to call bullshit who shot ya with ricky carmona a lot of people don't know porks puerto rican alonzo duralde i would eat oak jaw April Wolf. I want to interrupt and say yes. that the fish man was real sexy. Drea Clark. I have a real soft spot for King Kong. And women of color. I was like, damn! Right, Kugel got final cut! Kugel got final cut! I just felt like the film was so sour and so completely irrelevant to basically anything in life. Who shot ya? Listen every Friday on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts.
This week, we're talking apps for readers. Even if you're not an e-reader, there are lots of cool ways to integrate technology into your book time. Nowadays, there's an app for everything, reading included. We're going to talk about some that will improve your reading life. So first up, obviously, is the most popular reading app. That's the Kindle one for your smartphone. You do need an Amazon uh, to do that, which I think you do need an Amazon to get a social security, uh, Amazon account to get a social security. Oh, yeah. I think your your born, citizenship is based off of whether or not you're a prime member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. You, you're born, they hand you your social security number, they pat you on the butt, and then they, they give you an Amazon, Amazon Prime account. login. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, how are you going to watch Marvelous Miss Maisel without it? <laughs> I don't know if that's the name of that show. <laughs> but it was great. That show is definitely worth watching. So, But with this, with this you can e-read anywhere. And the reason I really like like this is because I have the app on my phone and then I also own a Kindle and people have heard me say this before and if you're a Kindle reader you already know this information but if not it actually will link your phone and the app on your phone and the app on your your Kindle device which is not an app it's just a Kindle device it links those so wherever you're reading whatever you read to like the night before when you go to sleep and the next day you're waiting in line at the grocery store and you're like I really want to pick up that book I had like three more pages last night but I fell asleep you can read those three pages because it or the whole book or whatever um, because it will link to exactly where you read which I think is a very cool app a very cool app feature. I think it's very, that's very sci-fi. That's pretty amazing. It is very sci-fi. What else? There's another Amazon thing. You yeah. So talk about. Um, Audible is owned by Amazon and they also have a really, really great app. You can download the full file of the book that you're listening to when you're connected to Wi-Fi and you just have it anywhere. Wait, but Audible is reading or Audible is listening? Audible is for audiobooks. Audiobooks only. Yes. Yeah. I had it on my phone for a while and I deleted it because I didn't remember what it was. <laughs> I just saw it the other day and I was like, don't remember what this is. But it's just for audiobooks. <laughs> yes. And you buy them. Yes. But you, can you get them from the library on Audible? No. If you're going to do uh, library stuff, you will go to the next two apps that we're talking about, which is Libby and Overdrive. They're library-connected apps which allow you to browse, check out, hold, access ebooks and audios on your audiobooks on your phone. We've talked about both Libby and Over- Overdrive quite a bit here. Uh, but I, lo- I love the interface on Libby. It's really easy to use, and it automatically returns your books for you. And that's what I, what I use to uh, listen to all my audiobooks. Uh, Overdrive also uh, automatically returns your books. Oh, sweet. But Overdrive is just Libby. Overdrive and Libby are the same yeah. thing, but Libby is the app for Overdrive, but Overdrive also has an app. It is very confusing. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. But not in. But it's fine. You can have both on your phone or just one. I, just, I do also find the interface of Libby a little bit easier because it's – it, it's just a prettier interface, yeah. honestly. And I think that Libby, Libby is, for some reason, more specific about how long you're going to have to wait for the books. I agree. And I don't know why that is. But if you go to Libby, it has that little, it has like a little like dot yeah, metric li- system yeah, where it's it like, like. it looks like a little like, yeah, so if you're Yeah, so if you have a book on hold, it'll have like three dots or something. Okay, so for example, I'm waiting, waiting for The Perfect Nanny. Do you know this book? No. People are talking about it. Oh, it's so buzzy. People are talking oh, about I it. Oh, I do know. It's yeah. A, oh, it's like a thriller, it's right? It's a thriller. I feel like you'd like it. But I, I, so I'm waiting for this. I'm on the wait list for it. And there's three little dots with a little Libby head at the end, and she's reading a book, and it says I'm waiting about six weeks for that one. But then also I'm waiting at the bottom for this book called Robots versus Fairies, which oh, hey. very up much my alley. Yeah, by Saga Press. Yeah, it is. It is. And it only has one little dot and then a Libby head. And so it's about two weeks. Two little dots and a Libby head. And it's about, I'm waiting about two weeks. So it's that, that's just like a really helpful little little app. And then it also has my loans. It has my, you can tag books, which I haven't been doing. That's what I do, actually. Yeah. If, um, if I have a book that 
Um, I, you know, I, I know I want to read in the future, but I'm not ready to check it out right now. Just if it's like already available, but like, let's say, you know, I have like right now I have two audiobooks checked out and there's a book that I, I really want, but it's avail- available right away. I and I don't want to check it out right now. I'll just tag it under my to read. And then when I'm all through the audiobooks I'm already done reading, I'll go back and, and so you can check tag those books out. that you have not read. Obviously, I guess yes. I didn't even think about that. Oh, that's interesting because I just use the Overdrive wish list for the same thing. So this is the one thing Overdrive offers that Libby does not. Which on, on Overdrive you can do you can do a wish list. Oh, cool. And so I have just like six pages of wish lists <laughs> <laughs> of books that like maybe I'm gonna want. Sweet. And yeah. if you're a comics reader and you want to use a library connected app, you can try out Hoopla. And that's uh, it's ba- it's just basically it's very, very similar to Libby, but it's for comics. No, oh, I don't use that. Someone and- if someone does use that, let us know, because I've never used it before. And that sounds interesting. Also, Comixology, if you are looking for another comics reading app owned by Amazon again. Everything, Amazon. Gosh, everything. Is someone, when someone disrupts this this book industry that Amazon is doing, I guess Amazon disrupted it, and now someone's gonna have to disrupt Amazon. Someone's gonna have to. I just like the Amazon. term disrupt. That's yeah. what's happening. <laughs> I want to use it because I feel it makes me feel like I know what's going on in the tech industry. <laughs> so let's talk about thing like review apps, Mallory. Yes. Oh, yeah. So there's there's a lot of apps out there that aren't for specific. All the all the apps we've we've just talked about are for reading, but there are a lot of apps that are out there that are just for your reading life and also interacting with the bookish community online and making book friends. Uh, Goodreads is obviously the most popular of these. It's also owned by Amazon. Um, and so Goodreads, the app, like they have, you know, you you can have a, uh, an account and just use it on your browser. But the app is is, is pretty cool. Uh, you can record and post what you're reading, what you've already read. You, you can review things. You can check on things that you want to read. You can friend people. You can join book groups. Yeah, we um, both have accounts on there and people friend us from the show. And it's so nice. And by the way, when you friend us, you don't have to say, I'm a fan of the show. You can, but people are like, "Hope it's cool." I'm friending you. And yeah, we, we're just telling you it's fine. You can it's friend. totally cool. Please guys. just friend us. It's fine. You, you don't even have to friend. explain why. We we assume you know us from the show, not yeah. from the lack of reviews that I've put on there, <laughs> because I've put like three. Yeah. Um, what? So, do you use Goodreads? Yeah. Well, the uh, I I know the Goodreads community is really strong, and we we have our own reading glasses. Goodreads. I'm, I'm page. on there all the time, guys. I'm looking at what you're writing on that on we, that reading glasses Goodreads page. Shout out to our amazing moderators. Uh, but I don't use the social aspect of Goodreads. Uh, I do use it as a kind of American Express card for reading. Because so I record everything I've read, and I, you know, as you know, I only do a three to five star review. I won't review a book if it's under two stars. I'll just mark it as read. You oh yeah, just, this is interesting because I actually didn't know you could do that. You could just say that this you read is how it. little I know about it, but I, I didn't know you could just write that you read it. Yeah, it's great. So and it you do in, it as you go along. You're like, I read that. Yeah, so it goes into your like, oh, all the books that I read this year, uh, but it doesn't, it doesn't either bring the review down or bring it up because I feel uncomfortable. As, as we we'll talk about this when we do the whole episode about book reviewing, but yeah. I feel if a book is really bad, I don't want to talk about it. You know, I, I don't either. But that's because I think we both make art, and so we're like, please just don't. If you don't like it, just don't say anything about it. Gosh, like, you don't need to give me a bad review. So I understand that. Yeah, I actually, someone the other day was talking on Goodreads about how if they give something three stars, they still think it's a good book. I will say, this is a tangent, but I will say, if something has three stars, I'm not likely to read it. It depends on it for me, because I, like, again, we're going to do a whole episode on book reviews, but I have a system for, like, there's some books I'm going to read regardless, because I'm like, Look, this book is about space and that's what I mean. And something, and I'm like, I'm gonna read this space book. Like, it doesn't matter what you think about it. But yeah. if it's a book that I'm like on the fence about, three stars does not feel like a good review to me. But then someone's like, no, three stars is good. That's I'm saying I like it, and I'm like, wow, I would not give something I liked yeah. three stars. I actually very rarely read reviews. Um, 
on Goodreads, but it is interesting to me when I go to when I go to like say that I'm reading a book and I'll look like what the what the average review is. But I have such a weird taste in books that like I like weird stuff, man. I do too. And a lot of times the things that people are calling out, I'm like, well, I kind of like that about the book. Um, yeah. Do you read? Wait, you do you use the am reading currently? Yes. Okay, tell me how you use Goodreads. What do you? So use I, I always mark a book when I'm reading it. Wow. And when I am done with it, and that way, like, it, like again, like I said, it's like an American Express card. At the end of the year, it gives you like a whole all the data about all the books that you read and a breakdown of like you get you read this many three star books and this many four star books and this many five star books. And I like having that like end of the year printout of ah. like what my year was oh that's why you're calling it an american express because american yes. express does that or something? yeah it does that i don't have an american your, express oh neither do i but they do that for all your spending oh interesting and uh and i always enter the reading challenge which is like how many books do you want to read a year but i to be honest i don't really pay attention to it it's been trying to get me to do that and i don't know if i entered on accident but i don't think i did i'm trying to do low anxiety this year yeah 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 so you know i just how do you use goodreads i just go on there to look at other people's star ratings and maybe I'll read a review or two of something if I'm trying if I'm on the fence about whether or not I want to read it and then the only thing I do is if I like a book I go give it five stars you're a good citizen and that's it and if I don't like it I don't give it anything but maybe I'll start doing the red thing I kind of like this idea I the one thing I do use it for is I like the community aspect of it so you know I'm doing the book riot challenge Mm -hmm. 2018 challenge and um they have a really nice community. So when I'm trying to figure out what book I want to do for a step, I go in and I look at that book. And then I've been doing, I'm a member of our book group because we, there's a monthly book, which I talked about last time we read the cannibalism book. And and it's really fun because I read what people are writing about the book as they read it. I haven't been going and checking as much that aspect of it, but once I finished it, I went and read every, everything that people wrote, which was so really I feel like we, we use Goodreads. Put, put together, we use all the aspects <laughs> of Goodreads. We just use the opposites. So, But if Goodreads had a baby with Instagram, yes. it would be an app called Litsy. It would be the Litzy. most adorable baby. It would be a very most... cute bookish baby. <laughs> so if, have, you ever, have you ever been scrolling on Instagram and thought like, man, I wish I could just look at nothing but pictures of books? Because I have. I'm not even joking. I yeah, like sometimes my, I have like just made it so my Instagram is just mostly puppies and kittens. <laughs> I've like really like I've I've somehow like worked the system where I think the only thing I like is puppies and kiss, kick, kittens, and it's like you just want to see like little puppies. So that's what my Instagram already is. Honestly, sometimes I'll look at like hashtag library porn and wow. just look at pictures of books. Even though I'll be sitting in my own library at home looking at pictures of other people's libraries <laughs> because I'm insane. Uh, so in Let's See is set up just like Instagram. Um, and it's the same sort of like pit, like square photos of whatever people are reading or their books will scroll through and you can like heart them. Um, I can't get into it. I love Let's See. Do you? I love Let's I'm not insulting people who made Let's See. I think it's a great app. But since I mean, even but it is a new social media. App. Like it's a, it's sometimes it's hard to incorporate like another app into your routine. And since I'm an e-reader, I don't take beautiful photos of my books like you guys do. Like I I take what I often do on Instagram is I post. I've been trying to post what I'm reading every week on the show and and on my Instagram. And as I go to NPR and they have really beautiful photos of the books I'm reading. <laughs> I don't have photos of them because, like, taking a photo of my Kindle, it's like, and here's my Kindle on my lap somewhere else, but you can't tell where I am because it's probably in my bed. <laughs> okay, so anyway, let's see. You heart things? Yeah, so in the uh, the rating system is different from Goodreads. It's like when you post about a book, you either – you can post a quote from it or something, but when you rate it, it's either thumbs up, thumbs down, or thumbs in the middle. So you don't – if, like, figuring Where out a – Where is a thumb in the middle? 
little. So it's like so so. It's like. But what does it look like? It's just a thumb like. Ha- it like, is. Yeah, it's like a th- a, a not a, in between up and down, like yeah. a th- thumb, thumb that's side to side. Alrighty. So if like figuring out a review mm. or a five star rating for a book is too much pressure on Goodreads, like Litzy is really great and it has a beautiful interface. It also has a really good community. We have a, a, a reading glasses Litzy account, but I like it because those are the kind of reviews that I want. Like I don't want to read. I'm so anti spoiler that I don't want to think. I don't want to know what people really thought about it in detail. Oh. I just want to be like, oh, this person liked this book. Oh, so that's what's cool when I can go through Litzy and see all of like when I look at the reading glasses let's see account all of our listeners i can just see all the books that they liked yes that is really interesting i know i'm supposed to be posting on this account by the way and i haven't done it it's fine i've been been doing it okay great i've been post i've been what i do is i steal photos from your instagram and which i steal from npr (laughs) and i copy paste what you say about them and put them on let's see well here's the thing i didn't even realize i was stealing from npr and then i realized over time because i was just googling the book and the cover and then i was like well i don't want to steal it from like someone's personal account and i just kept stealing from npr shout out to the npr book photographer they're really listen i don't know who you are but i'm i feel like i should like i should definitely be crediting you but i haven't been i did say these are stolen from npr most the time we should just we'll credit photo credit npr photo credit npr thanks npr okay what about what about apps to increase reading yeah there's some apps that are they're almost like fitbits but for books yeah what are they what are those we we tried these out we 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 tried both of them out there's two we tested one called bookling and one called book out and bookling is more like long-term goal focused like you set goals for yourself like how many books you want to read in a week or a month and book out is more like it's like a running app like it's more focused on your actual reading time like at times how fast you read a book yes so by the way there's also one called reading list because I used that instead of bookling because I was searching booking and now I realized that mistake and so I just found this reading list which I think is the exact same so that's another one that is the same where it's just reading list keeps up with what you want to read and what you are currently reading and it's basically I use this I use a little notes thing on my phone for this but I was like oh I kind of like this app better it's very cute um what did you think about what did you use I tried both bookling? of them. Did you use Bookling? Did you like that one? Do you want to talk about Book Out first? What do you want to talk oh, about? Let's talk about Book Out first. Okay. So, so Book Out I, I tried, but like you like you found out, Bria, it times Yeah, you. so to explain what and it And you can see so the you clock open it running. Up, you open it up and you're like, this is what I'm reading. I'm reading Manhattan Beach. And then it starts a clock that runs and then you and then you read until you're done reading, and then you stop the clock, and you say, "I've read this number of pages." Or for me, I did a percentage because I do a Kindle, so yeah. I was like, "I read two percent of this book, or whatever." And I can see how this would be helpful, like if you are if you're like a runner and you're like trying to get your reading time down, and you're trying to get like really detailed information about your reading. For me, you know those like fainting goats when they get startled and they fall over. <laughs> That's how I am when I get timed. Anything as soon as you time me on anything, I immediately freeze. How are you as a test taker, like an essay? not good oh really that surprises me or i just try to do it as fast as i mean i like if i freak out ah like you'd be like the opposite you know i uh oh you don't know but when you're an undergrad in college usually you can go if you're taking a psychology class they make you go and do all these like studies for the grad students and they're always some sort of weird timed thing where you have to put together a puzzle you'd be really bad at those oh my god if i was like one of those rats in a cage trying to find cheese and fire yes. I, mean, I would just I, I just give up i i mean like i can't do timed things wow so this, this app is not for me it immediately made me panic and like well the thing is i'm a really fast reader yeah that's so weird but you're, it's just like thinking about 
how like I tried it I was sitting in my kitchen and I'm like okay I'm gonna do this and like I opened the book and all of a sudden I was like oh fuck how many times is how, how many seconds is it gonna take me to read this t-? oh like I immediately freaked out and I couldn't do it yeah I had the same problem I I didn't read very long with it because I was kind of just like kept looking at it being like how long have I been reading oh interesting and like it was like more distracting like, than what if you want to take a sip of water like, well, I was te- I was actually texting some people as well while oh, I was running because no. I'm, I'm I think I'm too uh, I'd be too intense about it I'd be like oh I need to read as fast as possible and it would just like it's an it would be an unhealthy situation for me yeah the one thing I did like about this app app again it's called book out book out book out um it, the thing I did like about it although I did delete it from my phone but I, the thing I liked about it was that it tells you because I someone else complained about this with the Kindle when you start your Kindle it's like it tells you, it's like, oh, this is uh, going to take you four hours to read. But then you look at it, and a lot of times the number starts going up really quickly, and it's like, no, it's going to take seven hours to read. And you're like, wow, that's a really big difference between four and seven. I mean, not that I'm not going to read the book because it takes seven. But this would be a little bit, I think, better at telling you the time it's going to take. Yeah. It would be a little bit more... Because well, it's specific to, to you. you. And and so is Kindle. It's supposed to like It's supposed to change as you go. That's why it's going up, because you're not reading... I don't know. I don't know why Kindle goes up. I think because like there's some sort of thing where they're not taking the into account average. the title page yeah. and stuff. So oh, yeah, maybe. I think. I have no idea. Anyway, but this would be helpful if you're trying to figure out that. Because I do like to know that information, but I'm not going to take the time to do this. Bookling I like better because uh, it records very similar information, but it's definitely more like long-term goal-focused. Like you, you know, you set how many books you want to read in a month or like how many pages or like how often you want to read like, oh, I, I want to read once a day, every yeah. week, you know. Oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah. So it's a, that that's a little more, a, a little less anxiety inducing. So I liked that one. Tell us a little about, what was it, reeling? <laughs> Reading list. Reading list. Okay. <laughs> We're just kind of adding a ling to the anything. It's all ling. Glasses ling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all it is, is just an organization tool. I'll show it to you. So it's just an organization tool where it's like, this is the books I want to read. This is a book I finished. So if you don't use like a Goodreads, if you don't want to put your stuff online, you just want it to be private, I think this is a really good app. I may start using it instead of my wish list because the one thing I do like about it is that it, my wish list, not my wish list, but I have a notes app where it's like, I want to read all of these books and it's just like 400 books that I randomly write down all the time. But the problem with that list is that a lot of times I'll put a name on there and it's like space time or something and it's like there's 40 books called that and I didn't write the person's name. So this actually has a search function. There's not a book called Space Time, by the way, I don't think. But there's going to be. <laughs> and you you go on, and so when I searched Manhattan Beach, it came up, and it shows me the cover, and it shows me Jennifer Regan. So I know who exactly it is. So it's just oh. like an organization app, which I, I'm into if you if you want something like that. I may start using it. I'm kind of into I can I'll check back in in a couple of months and let you know. <laughs> you know, actually, that's how I use Litzy, and that's one of the, my favorite oh. things about Litzy. Because, like, when you're looking at on Instagram or on Goodreads or something, and you see a book that somebody liked, you're like, oh, that's cool, but you have to go to a separate app. On Litzy, if somebody post about a book that looks good to you you can just click on it and add it to your to read list so I whenever I look on Litzy and I see a book that looks good I add it to my want list and then when I go to the bookstore I just open it up and I have a whole list of books that I should buy there are well yeah that's great because I do need that every time I go to the library every week I like to add more things to my wish list just so I know they're there log into the reading glasses Litzy account oh man this is Listen, guys, we're giving you so many, so many things that you could do so to make yourself hot, want to read hot more. tips. This is an embarrassment of riches today on reading glasses. And okay. so, so okay, th- there's all that. So what, what about apps? What about things? Wh- I've bought the books. I'm ready to go. I'm not tracking my. Re- what? Tell me, tell me what else I can get. You can 
organize. Sell me on this. You can organize the books that you already have and track the books that you own with these library apps. And, and they can be for physical books. Personal for comics, library apps. Personal library app. There's one called Libib, and that's one that you can use for almost anything. You can use it for books, but you can also use it for video games. You can use it for DVDs. Uh, there's one called Book Crawler, and that's just for books. And it has um, more community and, like, extra stuff that, like, Libib is just, like, you scan all the books that you have. And it just is a list of all the stuff that you have. Book Crawler is more, like, similar to Goodreads. It has a community. The oh. one that I really like is called Library Thing. Oh. Um, um, so it's really easy to use, and you can, what you do is it has like a scan, like you press a, you open the app and it has a press a button, and it brings up a scanner, and you scan the barcode for the book, um, and then it enters it into a list that you have. The, the biggest difference between me and Alan with our library is that I mix all the books that I have and haven't read together. Alan keeps all the books that he hasn't read on a separate shelf. Oh, me too. So we have we are scanning our whole library, but all the books that Alan hasn't read get tagged with an extra Alan to read tag. How long is it taking you to scan this whole library? So that's the, I'm, that's what I'm gonna. I, me and Alan did a, a library day just for this episode. So. The hardest thing I found is that if you're like me and you have a lot of used books with stickers over the barcodes, like we did like an hour of like, you know, frantically picking off the little stickers and trying to rip them off until finally we started. You can manually enter them. Like you can like put in the title and search for it. Yeah. And that's what we started doing. Yeah. That makes sense. It does take a while. Uh, I think I texted you and I was like, Brie, I have a lot of books. (laughs) (laughs) We did. I think we did two we did two bookcases and it was like 350 books and we have one two three four five six seven eight more bookcases and i was like oh boy so uh we decided to do it we decided to do it in a relay race one day i'm gonna take it take an hour and then alan's gonna take an hour the next day um but 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 why do you want this so what i like this and the thing i think this is really cool is you can sort it out really easily you can sort it by genre you can sort it by which books you have read and have not books that you've read but you don't own you can even put in books that like i don't have this i need to buy this because i've read it and i liked it um, and it's yeah. like honestly, books you used to have that you lent to somebody. Yeah, this is like the girl who who had a problem, and the, she or her boyfriend kept giving out her books. She would know which books. I don't know. This is like too much awareness of all the things I own. I would be. It would freak me out. Oh well, we really like this one. I mean, Alan was literally just like, I want to know how many books we have because I just think that's cool, and I think it was cool because if you like when you have a large personal library like we do, if we're at the bookstore, there have been a couple times where we're like. Do we have this book? Oh yeah, that's a problem. Sure. And, like I think we recently we went out and bought books, and like Alan bought One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, but we already had it. Right. So then you can have a very quickly uh, and easily accessible thing on your. Oh, there's a cat trying to get in here. <laughs> you have a very quickly, easily accessible thing on your phone that tells you oh do we have this yes we do and this is the edition that we have oh interesting yeah I mean that would be helpful for comic because I do own a lot of comics and then I'll be like do I have this have I read this already and I that would be a for comics thing. it's really good because like sometimes you don't know which which trades you have yeah. like I collect the goon and sometimes I'm like wait do I have six seven and eight and nine do I have up to eleven like, yeah yeah so it's re- I mean it's definitely time consuming and I recommend doing it like we are and just like doing it in chunks over the course of a week Unless you want to just like sit down and like have a scanathon, you should put this this you using this on our Instagram because I'm curious about what it looks like when you use it. I'm gonna put a video of me and Alan scanning books, which is <laughs> I'm sure very exciting for you all. It's uh, thrilling, but it, but it goes pretty quickly because it can you can just like like you if if the barcode's clear and doesn't have a sticker on it, and you can just like click click. 
click click like oh, it's yeah. really fast. Oh wow. So and that's yeah, cool. and I just it's well, like you work at a at a supermarket, but yeah, but instead you're, you're at home doing <laughs> work that is you're not getting paid for. It's like a, you're a cashier for your own bookstore. <laughs> So you can send your thoughts on reading apps to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. You can also, if you guys have reading apps that you love or you want us to check out, send them over too. Uh, so before we talk to K- Karen Kenninger from the National Library Service, we're going to take a quick break. Shirts, stickers, patches, posters, tote bags, aprons. Sure, you might have some of these things already, but do they rep your favorite Max Fun shows? We've got brand new items in stock at maxfunstore.com. So why not stock up on gear that shows off the podcasts you love? MaxFunStore.com. It's good stuff. We swear. So here we are with Karen Kenninger, director of the National Library Service. Karen, thank you so much for joining us. It's my pleasure. I'm happy to be here. Karen, what are you reading right now? Right now, I'm reading several things, but one of the most exciting is a book called March by John Lewis. And what's really exciting about this book is that it's our first effort at doing a graphic novel. Um, for blind people, graphic novels just don't usually happen. So this is exciting. We've um, Our studio has actually taken the pictures and described them and, and then read the text in it. And it's really fun. That sounds great. That is amazing. So can you tell us a little bit about what the National Library Service does? National Library Service provides books and magazines in alternative formats, mostly talking books, which is audiobooks and Braille, to people in the United States and uh, um, living abroad, uh, citizens living abroad who are unable to use standard print because of either visual or physical disabilities. So our job here in Washington is to make talking books and braille books, mostly we have contractors do that for us, and then to provide them to a network of about 100 libraries throughout the country. And those libraries then do direct patron service so that people can have personal contact and get the books that they want to read. Our books are actually stored at the network libraries and then they are shipped through the U.S. Post Office so they come right to people's doors. Oh wow, that's amazing. So what are some resources for people who are looking for large print books for themselves or loved ones? Like how how can they access this? Large print is, is something that many of our network libraries provide. Um, as well as obviously a lot of of public libraries. The NLS program per se doesn't do large print, but the network libraries do. We provide the talking books and and Braille, and the network libraries will buy a collection of of large print books to do. Okay, okay, got it, got it, got it. So can you tell us about the process of getting a book into a more accessible format? The process that we have used at NLS is basically first to select the book. There are so many books that are published and we have limited resources. So we try to do about 2,500 books a year and we try to make sure that they are some of the, the most popular and best books of the year. So we have people who select the books from the catalogs and then we send the book to the um, we, we buy a print copy, two print copies of the book, and then we will send it to our contractors who will narrate it. Um, and also we'll, they'll have someone monitoring the narration so that they get all the pronunciations correct and they say all the right words, because what we do is a word by word transcription, of course. And then 
we'll go through a couple of levels of quality assurance before we package it as a digital talking book and put it on our download service, which we call BARD, and also put it on cartridges, which then can be sent to the network libraries. Our Braille process is similar in that we buy the books, that we select and buy the books and then send them to contractors who actually do the transcription and embossing the Braille. And then we will send those Braille books also out to our network libraries and put the digital versions of them up on our download service. And, and about how long does that process take from uh, from when the book comes out to getting it into Braille or the talking books? It depends on the book and it depends on where we get it. Some of the books that we get are commercially recorded and all we have to do is repackage them as talking books. Those books we can get out very, very quickly. Sometimes we can get them out at the same time that they come to the public. Oh, wow. uh, books that we actually transcribe take three to four months on average. So is there a way for readers to request a book? Generally, we ask them to talk with their network library and ask them to forward the requests to us for transcription. A lot of the network libraries also take requests and have recording studios that they do things in as well. Um, we Some people come directly to us. We have a... Uh, reference section that people can call and get forwarded to our collection development section if they want to do it that way. Okay. okay. Is there any technology or resources that you wish more visually impaired readers knew about? The one that I'm most excited about right now is the is a Braille e-reader, which is a, a device that puts Braille on a refreshable Braille display so that the little pins pop up and down and you can read a book on it. You can get the whole book on this relatively small device and read, read it straight through um, on this digital device. We are actually looking at putting these into our own program so that we'll be able to provide them to people who are Braille readers throughout the country who don't have their own. And that'll also allow us to do digital Braille, which will give us a lot more opportunity for expanding our Braille collection. So that's the one that I'm the most excited about right now. Wow, that is really amazing. Technology. <laughs> um, so we like to ask people about their personal reading lives. What, like, do you have any quirks or weird things you do that you like to share, you wanna share with people? <laughs> Probably many. <laughs> 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 the one that comes to mind is that I have always, since I was a little girl and I started reading um, Braille when I was seven, I have always thought that if I read a book twice, the same book over again, that I'd miss out on something else. So I have a really hard time rereading anything. And I know that I miss out a lot on that because of the in-depth reading that you can do the second time around when you're not, what happens, what happens. But I just have a lot of trouble doing that. <laughs> I'm the same way. <laughs> Is there a book that you really love that you love to give to other people? Well, I'm back to my, there are so many books. What I do every Christmas is to read as much as I possibly can to give books that are custom selected for each of my children and grandchildren, which is really a great fun. But so it's not just one book, but this year, Valerie is 14 and I wanted to learn a little bit about immigration. So I find a book about about a young lady, um, a Hispanic lady, for example, and, and send her that book. And it's that sort of approach that I like to take to gift giving of books is to try to customize the book to the, to the person that gets it. That's probably the librarian in me. No, we love that. That's a good librarian answer. 
Um, so if he, if I want to find out more about the National Library Service or if there is um, a library in your network near me, how, where can I go online to find all of that information? You can go to www.loc.gov slash NLS. And that's our website. And there you will find a link that says find my library. And if you click on that, then there you can sort out and find the library that's in your state. Oh, perfect. Easy. Easy. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Now it's time to solve a bookish problem from one of our listeners. Grace writes in, I bumped into an old friend today who said that he felt intimidated by my Instagram book posting and I was in shock. I'm not even a super speedy reader. I average between 35 and 50 books a year and a lot of those are explained by my postgraduate degree. I personally find pictures of what other people are reading very motivating, but it seems that some of my followers are getting a skewed perspective of how put together my life is rather than getting motivated to read. It's caused me a lot of worry and made me think, should I post less pictures of books if it's making other people feel bad bria what do you think i really like this question i mean my answer is no (laughs) my answer is no i i mean look we all filter on the internet if you look at my pictures from hawaii from last week you'd be like what a beautiful trip she probably didn't have any problems at all it probably didn't rain for the first four days she was there and she probably just spent tons of time relaxing instead of trying to figure out what to do while it's raining in Hawaii when she's staying at an Airbnb she doesn't like look obviously there's like a lot of we all put like your best self forward it's like you're on a first date with every person you meet on Instagram that's so anxiety inducing (laughs) well I just have this theory about first dates where it's like you're not really you're on a date with the internet yeah when you're on a first date, you're not really meeting that person. You're meeting that person's ambassador. <laughs> you know? You're yes. like, you should really get to know Bria. She is such a good time. Look at what she's like and great spirits. Oh, and when she's see. dressed well and someone put makeup on her and like, you know. That you're kind the of total opposite of me. You come in and you just like oh, crying. I come, I come in swinging. I remember I went on a first swinging. I went on a first date once wearing um, pe- earrings that I have that are made out of the penis bones of raccoons. Well, look, I think that's who you're trying to attract. I don't think that's, I no, think you're no, just putting in, that is work, what though. Mallory's ambassador would tell oh. people. <laughs> well, because it was more like, I'm I'm a weird person. You need to know this Here it is. right now. Hard on my sleeve. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure. But I think also you, it's like you're not you're not walking in being like, I didn't wash my hair and I had a really bad day and I'm going to cry about it on this first date. We all should. Well, I think we do. And I think the internet, we've gotten more and more open about this kind of thing where we're like, I'm having a real bad day. Here's a photo of me being sad. And like, you know, people are a lot more open about that. But I don't think you need to worry about this, Grace. I think you shouldn't feel bad about posting this. You do what makes you happy. And think about this. On the flip side, maybe you are inspiring people to read. And people are probably looking at your book recommendations saying like, oh, I want to read that's a great suggestion you know and I, I I think that you should keep that in mind so just because this one person is intimidated by it that person needs to figure out what their boundaries are with the internet and maybe they need to be on their less and so if you get an unfollow from this person I would not be offended it's not a big deal maybe they're just trying to warn you about an impending unfollow I don't know what do you think Mallory Grace you need to live your life Post all the books you want to post. I think this is your friend's problem. It's not yours. You don't don't let anyone shame you for how much you've read, or don't change your behavior based off of other people's insecurities, even if you can understand them. Like I get this person. Like everyone's like everyone's looking at everyone insta- Instagrams and thinking that they're not living exciting lives or reading enough books. But I, I get people who say this to me 
literally every week and you just have to brush it off i like or especially sometimes people are like kind of neggy about it and they're like geez mallory i wish i had the time to read all that all those books all right bro then fucking make the time okay (laughs) like reading is something that's important to you and you make the time for it it's not like you sit around and do nothing in but reading while some shirtless man feeds you grapes if it is then you know what that's your life also (laughs) can you invite me over (laughs) okay you need to do you like that's your life this person like they're obviously feeling bad about themselves they're obviously feeling bad about like not reading as much as they want to do and you know what they should be doing instead of complaining to you about your instagram reading a fucking book (laughs) okay (laughs) pal that's my thoughts (laughs) pretty strong opinions we have about this hard book love for mary and i are actually on the same page so if you want us to solve your reader problem, send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. And if you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It's really great for us. It helps us reach more readers. Guys, We I read all the reviews and they really, it make, makes my day. Reading Glass is also pleased to offer interactive cr- transcripts of the show through Greta. Go to G-R-E-T-T-A dot com slash reading underscore glasses to read and turn your favorite Reading Glasses moments into clips that you can share out on social media. You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at readinggpodcast, on Instagram at readingglassespodcast, on Litzy at Reading Glasses, and you can always follow along on our bookish adventures using the general hashtag Reading Glasses. Thanks for listening, and thanks, thanks for, for reading. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.